Genesis chapter 22. I want to read from verse 1. Now it came to pass, after all these things, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. I want to read verse 2 again. Then he said, God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. You see, God the Father giving Abraham who was an earthly father a command the command was taking his son he's specifying which son Isaac we also must understand here God specifies Isaac as Abraham's only son even though he had Ishmael Ishmael was a mistake Ishmael was never in the plan of God Ishmael came through the bond woman came out of Sarah's lack of faith whatsoever is not a faith is sin and though God told Hagar through the angel that I will bless Ishmael because he was also Abraham's he was also from Abraham's body he was not the promised child that God gave to Abraham and his wife Sarah when God gave the promise it was only Abraham and Sarah in the picture when God called Abraham out of the land of the Chaldeans it was only Abraham and his wife Sarah and the plan of God for Abraham was for Abraham and Sarah and through Sarah Isaac was going to be born so the mistake that happened as a result of unbelief was not part of God's plan God did not consider him as Abraham's son who was going to be the heir to Abraham God says here take your son your only son it's not that oh Isaac is your second born and Ishmael is your first born no Ishmael was not part of the calculation in God's plan before the foundation of the world was never part of the plan of God even when the plan got deviated God's plan didn't get deviated 
Sarah and Abraham out of unbelief, they deviated from the plan of God. And there came Ishmael. Now because they made a mistake, doesn't mean that God said, okay, well, you made a mistake, I'll include that in my plan. No. God is speaking to us this morning very clearly about God's perfect will. It's a blessing for us to be in the perfect will of God. And any time you deviate, God's plan is to bring you back to His original plan. Not to include your mistakes or your deviation as part of God's plan. From going off track, He will reroute you to His main track, His only track that He has for you. And so, when something takes place as a result of unbelief, God forgives and God remembers it no more once you've repented. But the deviations are never a part of God's plan, perfect plan. He works with wherever you have deviated to return you back to his original plan. So never say, like many people would say, well, I deviated. Deviation was also part of God's plan. No. God will work with it in order to bring you back to the perfect plan that God had. He always move that towards his perfect plan. And in Abraham and Sarah's life, the mistake was happened, mistake took place, and the mistake happened, and God made sure that the bondwoman and Ishmael were both put out of Abraham's family because the mistake became a snare to the heir that God had promised the promised son Isaac nothing good will come out of Egypt the old cannot mix with the new wine the old wine and new wine cannot mix together the old piece of cloth cannot be sewn together with a new piece of cloth Jesus said this cannot mix Egypt with a new generation God was going to begin, which was Israel. Hagar cannot be brought into God's equation without Hagar repenting and becoming an Israelite. Now we have Rahab that God brought. We have Ruth that God brought into his fold in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at these women, you will see one quality that is common, which is they all left the past. They all left the land that is associated with the past. They all left everything. And they believed in the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God. 
They were people of faith. There's no room for unbelief in those who embrace unbelief in the kingdom of heaven. Unbelief has no part in the kingdom of heaven. All those who are unbelieving, God's word says, will have their portion in the second death, in the lake of fire. No one who does not have faith will ever enter into the promised land. All those who died in the wilderness died in the wilderness because of lack of faith. Because whatever is of whatever is not of faith is sin. Lack of faith will cause complaining, murmuring, bitterness. Every sin that is out there comes from lack of faith, greed, lust, everything. And so, Hagar and the son that came through Hagar cannot inherit what God had planned, cannot come into that perfect plan of God that God had for Abraham. With Abraham was Sarah, his wife. And through Sarah, his wife, who also believed with Abraham, became the people of God who we see in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. God worked in them because they were willing to do anything that God called them to do. When any kind of deviation takes place in the life of a believer, it becomes a grief. It will always be a grief. It became a grief to Sarah. Sarah was the one who first said this. And Sarah didn't have what we have today. We have the scriptures. We also know how Satan works. In our church, the teaching has been given again and again and again how Satan works primarily through the mind. The ideas and the thoughts that the enemy will bring many times, sounding it to be very religious, as if he's helping God to bring his promise to the past. Impatient ideas born out of impatience. The ideas that comes from Satan has nothing to do with the fruit of the Spirit. No resemblance of God. But it will have a twist to it. Where it will say, Oh, did God say that? You're going to have a child? So, why can't it be through Hagar? Didn't God say that to Abraham? then God can do it. I don't think it's going to happen through me. Hagar came out of unbelief. Sarah's unbelief. And Abraham who bought that lie, like how Adam bought the lie of Eve. He also caved into the pressure that came 
through Sarah from the idea and pressure that came through the enemy emotional pressure that Sarah faced that she laid that on Abraham anytime you give ear to the enemy it'll suddenly begin to weigh very heavy on you and will make you or force you or lead you to make hasty wrong decisions choices God is speaking to our hearts at this hour we have to be very careful when it comes to whose voice are you listening to whose voice are you going to listen to the enemy will disguise himself the Bible says as an angel of light he will transform himself like an angel of light he'll sound very spiritual he'll build on the prophecy the promise that God gave except the way in which the promise was going to be delivered is totally different if God gave the promise then God himself will fulfill the promise if the prophecy is from God then God himself will fulfill that prophecy yes not without our cooperation you know what does God look for when it comes to human beings in order for the prophecy to take place is faith faith and obedience to what God says when that is there whatever God said will automatically happen when faith is there manipulation won't be there when faith is there negativity won't be there when faith is there complaining won't be there when faith is there 100% obedience to God will be there now the spirit of the Lord who is working this plan out for Abraham and Sarah was going to work in Abraham's body was going to work in Sarah's body it was a matter of time but it took time for what God had promised to happen because your faith had to be put to test on various different occasions God has promised us something our faith will be put to test our faith will be put to test and if we don't pass the test God will wait till we grow so that we pass the test and inherit the promise that God has for us sometimes people don't pass the test because they choose to stay in unbelief like the children of Israel and they end up never inheriting the promise that God has given because they didn't move from unbelief to faith God is speaking to our hearts today Abraham made a big mistake he never repeated it if he would have been he wouldn't be called the father of faith you see the transformation from where he was when he listened to his wife to Genesis chapter 22 when God spoke to Abraham if you read down you will see this time he did not mention 
anything to his wife because he didn't want the enemy using anything to hinder him from fulfilling what God had called him to do or anything to come there to deviate him from the perfect will of God we must be like Abraham whatever God tells us to do listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit don't give to any human input that is not in line with the perfect will of the Father whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife, whether it's your father, whether it's your mother whether it's your son, whether it's your daughter whoever it is whether it's a fellow believer whatever suggestion that comes if it is not in line with the will of God we don't do it we don't do it we must follow the plan of God we must follow the path of God God is speaking to our hearts this morning the Bible says for a man there are many ways that seems pleasant but the end thereof is destruction or death God plans the path for every human being and that path alone tends to life God had planned Abraham and Sarah's path God sees you and God sees me your path has been planned by God and my path has been planned by God it is important for us to know the will of God and walk in the will of God and every step in our lives Satan will try his level best to see how he can deviate from deviate us from the plan of God even if half a degree if he can deviate us he'll be very happy because the slightest deviation is enough to end you somewhere else away from the destination so it's very important to be on the plan of God walk in the will of God God says over here to Abraham Abraham take now your son your only son Isaac Ishmael is not in God's equation whom you love and go to the land of Moriah God is giving very specific details here where God wanted Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice he's also specifying here what type of sacrifice God wants us to offer offer him as a burnt offering and then the Lord says I'll tell you which mountain I'm not going to give you that information now 
What is God doing here? He's giving him enough details for him to take the instruction God has given and then he's not giving him the rest of the information so that he can walk by faith. Whatever God has called you to do, to whatever knowledge that you've been given, be obedient in that. To whatever revelation you've been given by God, be obedient in that. When you're obedient in that, God will give further revelation as to what you need to do. Offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. Verse 3 says this, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Abraham did everything that God told him to. This is what you need to do, Abraham. So whatever he needed for the burnt offering, he took. And he knows Isaac is going to be the offering, so he took him. And he took some people to carry the wood for him. He didn't tell his wife. He said, I'm going to do what God called me to do because I know I'm not coming home back without Isaac because God has promised me that through Isaac the seed will be blessed. They will become like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. I don't have to tell Sarah. And he went forward. He knew his capacity and he knew her capacity. A man of God who grew in faith and also grew in wisdom as to what he should tell and what he should not tell, even within the family, as to what he should listen to and what he should not listen to. When it comes to family members, if you know you're walking with God and you know that you're walking faithfully with God. Don't give in to any emotional pressure. Don't give in to any sinful pressure. Don't give in to any pressure from the enemy through any of your family members, whether it's your spouse or your children or your parents or your boss at your workplace, whoever it is. Don't give in to pressure and miss God's best for you. Abraham learned that lesson after he had that experience with Hagar and Ishmael. For everything and in everything he decided He's going to consult God. He's not going to listen to any human 
counsel, any human input. I'm not going to take anything that God has given me to do and go and tell anybody in my family who is not ready for it and then face a big opposition where Satan works through them big time and then you end up disobeying God, forfeiting the call of God or you may say you're going to go and do it still it caused so much peacelessness in the family lack of wisdom will cause these things to happen but Abraham not only grew in faith when we grow in faith when we grow in the fear of the Lord when we grow in faith we grow in the wisdom that God gives to us Abraham grew in wisdom he grew in faith. The reason why he did not tell his wife was, we we'll see that in Hebrews 11, he counted God who had promised him to be faithful and he knew that even if Isaac had to be offered as a burnt offering, he knew that God is able to raise him back up. So he had that faith that I'm going to go home and I'm going to go home to my wife with my son. Isaac, that's faith. So he said, why go tell her this prematurely and break her heart in her screaming and saying, not before my eyes. Not when I'm alive. And stop Abraham from taking Isaac. Abraham was a man of faith and Abraham was a man who had the wisdom of God because he feared the Lord. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. Because he feared the Lord, we'll see, as you keep reading, you'll see, God was saying, Abraham, now I know that you fear me. Because of the fear of the Lord he had, he had the wisdom not to go and tell his wife what is really not going to matter at all at this point because God called him and he's going to take the child and go and he's going to come back with the child. So he didn't tell her that he was going to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. So he would have told her, I'm going to go with Isaac and offer sacrifice to God. And he took the young man and he left. The wisdom of God. Ahira came back with Isaac and he would have told her the whole thing. That would have strengthened her faith. You see how as a husband and as a father, as a man of God, Abraham was filled with the wisdom of God knowing what to share and what not to share, when to share, when not to share, takes wisdom from God. That's where we have to be very careful with our mouths, what we speak and what we should not speak. And God says, don't speak this, or don't tell this, don't share this. It is important to 
go with that wisdom that comes from God. Abram had that wisdom that came from God. God didn't explicitly tell him, don't go and tell Sarah, Abraham. No. God only gave the command to Abraham, this is what I want you to do. Because Abraham walked with God, the Spirit of God rested upon him. The Spirit of wisdom was in him. And he did not tell Sarah because it was not necessary because he was not going to offer Isaac there and come home with no Isaac without Isaac may God speak to our hearts at this hour in the name of being honest many people make foolish choices blurt things out prematurely Speak things that you should not speak. Disclose information that you should not disclose information. Burn the next person down because it's so premature that it hurts them spiritually, emotionally, in every way. And cause a big chaos. And then they think that they took a stand for God. It's not necessary. And God leads us. He leads us with His peace. God will give us the wisdom as to how to handle a given situation in an honorable manner, in a God-glorifying way. God will show when we walk with God Almighty. And Abraham did not tell Isaac that God had told Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. He didn't say that to him. It's very obvious when you read it. You'll see. Isaac will ask, Lord, Daddy, where is the lamb? Father, where is the lamb? We have the wood. Where is the lamb? And even there, you see the wisdom of God. The man of faith. He said, Isaac, son, God will provide. And God did provide. He knew that. If he... He's going to come back with his son. Then has, there has to be something in his place that has to be offered. And he's not going with that because God told him, bring your son. So he had faith in God that somehow he's going to come back with his son and offer a lamb in his place as a burnt offering to God. So he didn't tell Isaac, hey Isaac, this is what God told me, you know, God revealed this to me yesterday and God spoke this to me and uh, and I'm going to offer you as a burnt offering and son, you be very strong because you know, I believe that God will raise you up he didn't go and say those things to Isaac it would have been very foolish and premature scare the child and he would not even go with him he would have never one with him if he would have told Isaac what God had called him to do. Now Abraham didn't trick Isaac into anything. No. Abraham trusted God. He gave Isaac enough information to know that we're going, we're going to offer a sacrifice to God. That's it. That was the focus. God was the focus. 
God was the focus. The focus was not Isaac. The focus was not Abraham. The focus was not Sarah here. The wisdom of God that we see in the man of God who is called the friend of God who is called the man of faith, the father of faith who walked with God. Man of peace who knew how to lead his family with God's peace had the wisdom from God as to what to say when to say to his wife and to his son and to his servants a man who knew how to keep what God has spoken to him deep in his heart did not share with those who were not on the same wavelength doesn't mean that they were all unbelievers no they're all growing. They need time to understand. They need time to be at that level where they can handle stuff that God has for them. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is necessary in order to lead a family in the ways of the Almighty God according to the plan of God if God is telling you to do something you exercise your faith and you do it don't put the burden on the rest of the family members who are not ready for it if God is telling you to do something you do it God will honor your faith and God will bless your family if God has called you to do something don't try to make yourself a hero. Abraham didn't do that. Hey, God spoke to me last night. God asked me to do this and cry and have a big party. No. He knew how to hold things in his heart just like Mary. Who kept everything in her heart. Because she knew no one was ready for it. This was something God told me. It's a treasure. And I will keep it close in my heart and I will think about it and I will pray about it, think about it and pray about it. All through his journey, Abraham would have been praying. Abraham would have been asking God for his strength and he would have walked up that mountain. We see no complaining here. We see no fear here. A man of faith. He had to pray for Isaac. God only knows how high that mountain was and how much distance they had to cover with that wood beyond a certain point with the sun climbing up that mountain to meet with God he told the servants this Let's read verse 5. Let's read 4 and 5. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to, the, said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I. We'll go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. What a man of faith and what a man of wisdom. He didn't say, Wait here, and I'll come back. No. Faith is 
we're both going to worship and we will come back a man of faith and a man of wisdom he didn't go and blurt everything to his servants no he didn't go and blurt everything to his wife he didn't go and blurt everything to his son he knew how much to say when to say and what not to say may God speak to our hearts at this hour faith and God's wisdom they go hand in hand there are times the spirit of God will lead us to just keep quiet for many people keeping quiet is the most difficult thing to do if that's the case then God will not reveal anything to such people self-control is very important keeping things in your heart and not feeling like your head is going to burst unless you tell it to at least one person and many times it will be your spouse and if they are not ready for it you regret that you even share that with them we have to come to a place where we have the understanding that Jesus Christ is enough for us if we really love our spouse and we really love our children we really love our family we will do what is good for them using God's wisdom so that they can grow in the faith they can see Christ in us we won't be a hindrance but we will be a blessing to them not by compromising but by taking a stand in a wise manner with the faith that God has provided shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord Father I thank you Lord for this time thank you for your word that you have given to us this morning you are always good you are full of wisdom you are always on time and there is a purpose everything there's a purpose when you send me to give the word there's a purpose when you send Pastor Philippe to give the word there's a purpose that you have for this congregation there's a purpose definite purpose to grow as in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray that you will bless your people Father this morning your people may have the right balance as they walk with the Lord in their homes in their family in their families in their interactions with one another in their families with their family members with their colleagues wherever they go may the wisdom of God be upon them may they never go overboard in the name of honesty and disclose things that they should not and grieve the Holy Spirit may people have the right balance and know how to speak and when to speak 
what to speak and what not to speak. By truly fearing you, by, by having the wisdom of God lead them. May they truly be people of faith, that nothing, there is not a faith enter into their home. And I pray may they always understand, be aware of the perfect plan, and never to deviate from it. You never do anything hastily out of fear, out of lack of faith, out of wanting to do something or accomplish something. Not through the spirit, by through the flesh. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I thank you for this word that you have given to your people. I pray that you will strengthen them, Lord. Strengthen them, Father. May this word settle in the spirits and stay with them till they meet you face to face. Grow our brothers and sisters here and their families in the ways of the Almighty God. That they may never turn to the right or to the left, never deviate from the perfect plan of God. They may walk by faith and not by sight. They may always keep the promise of God that God has promised in front of them. Never get confused by anything that they see, hear, touch, feel. The by what God has spoken. And inherit everything that you have for them. Is that servant standing in the presence of God? before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the almighty God bless your people Father with a blessing that you alone can bless them with that they may have the fear of the Lord upon their lives all the days of their lives and thereby have the wisdom of God to lead them in the right path by walking in the faith that Christ has given to them through His precious blood that they may walk by faith and not by sight be overcomers in every situation be more than conquerors in every trial, bringing glory and honor to our only wise King. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.